In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you're listening to The World in 10, our daily glide through some of the best journalism from around the globe, courtesy of the Times of London's learned correspondents, and us, not quite so learned, but we do do our best. I'm Tom Harrigan. Speaking only for himself there, I'm Rebecca Myers. But it's true, we have some amazing journalism today to share with you in the next 10 minutes. You'll hear the incredible tale of the Ukrainian military operation carried out on jet skis, why floods in New York might just be the start, and the continuing fascination Germans have with cowboys. It's a bit of a cliche when we talk about some news stories being like the script of a blockbuster film, but the one we are about to share with you really is. Yes, last month, Ukraine launched a top-secret operation to take out a Russian electronic warfare station in occupied Crimea. That is, of course, the peninsula Russia annexed in 2014 that's now a major stronghold for its navy. Neutralising Crimea is one of Ukraine's key objectives in its ongoing counter-offensive against President Putin's forces. Now, this warfare station is so powerful... It knocks out everything electronic for miles around, GPS signals, even the humble compass. Also, the Ukrainians can reach it only by sea. Any attack, therefore, was going to have to be very, very creative. So to reach that station, Ukrainian special forces, supported by fast patrol boats, travelled well over 100 miles across the Black Sea in the dead of night, guided by starlight on jet skis. The Times' Maxim Tucker, who's been given extraordinary insight into this mission, told us what happened next. It's an incredibly daring operation. The fast patrol boats engaged the Russians on the other side of Crimea, while the guys on jet skis infiltrated the Crimean coast, manoeuvring to avoid contact with the enemy and getting to within 200 metres of the base with the electronic warfare station before they were spotted by the Russians who engaged them with machine gun fire. At this point, the Ukrainians had to abandon their plan to place explosives on the electronic warfare station and instead had to use anti-tank weapons and rocket-propelled grenades to destroy it from a distance, which they did manage to do. By this time, obviously, the Russians were aware that they were there and pursued the guys on jet skis and the guys in the patrol boats and were pursuing them for hours across the Black Sea, dropping 500-pound bombs on them. Ukraine says that none of the team members who were involved were killed or wounded. Maxim also told us what impact the strike on the station has had on Ukraine's war effort. They've since been able to hit the peninsula with British-supplied storm-shadowed missiles. 
In the weeks that followed, they hit a Russian Kilo-class submarine and a large landing ship, which the British Ministry of Defence said have been rendered unusable. And just the other week, Ukraine managed to hit the Black Sea Fleet headquarters, killing many senior Russian officers. Essentially, it means that Crimea is no longer a safe haven for the Russian troops, but is a new battleground in which Ukraine can engage them. I want to get into something that could actually have a big impact on Ukraine in the coming months, but you might have heard nothing about. That's Robert Fico. He was the Prime Minister of Slovakia twice. He quit in disgrace in 2018 when a journalist investigating whether businessmen with links to several top politicians were involved in tax fraud was murdered. It caused a huge scandal in Slovakia, but now Robert Fico is back and hopes to be running the country for a third time. Yes, elections are taking place today, and if you believe the polls, the result could be extremely tight. On one side, you have Progressive Slovakia, a liberal pro-Western party, and on the other, Smer, a party that has its roots in socialism, but is very conservative in a lot of ways. Mr Fico, who leads it, is usually compared to Hungary's Viktor Orban. He believes in traditional values, law and order, and crucially, ending the war in Ukraine quickly. You see, Slovakia borders Ukraine and, until now, had been one of its most loyal backers. It's given huge amounts of military aid to Kyiv. I'm just looking here at a government press release from a few months back. It says, Slovakia understands that basic human values are at stake here. But if Robert Fico wins the election, that support will stop straight away. Now, some of the most jaw-dropping footage coming into the Times offices over the past 24 hours has to be the videos of flash flooding in New York. I mean, flash flooding doesn't really do it justice, does it, Rebecca? More than eight inches, 20 centimetres of rain fell in one day, a phenomenal amount, turning streets into rivers, trapping buses and deluging subway stations. And the worry now is this is going to happen again and again. Rahit Agawala from New York City's Environment Protection Department explains why. This changing weather pattern is the result of climate change. And the sad reality is our climate is changing faster than our infrastructure can respond. Sarah Baxter, former deputy editor of the Sunday Times, who now runs the Marie Colvin Centre for International Reporting in the city, gave us her take. New York was definitely caught short. It was a real shock when the governor of New York, um, Kathy Hochul, suddenly announced a state of emergency. It seemed like a very dramatic response. And yet it took a very short time indeed for the city to become over overwhelmed. Clearly, the disaster response leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, basically, the drainage system is just not up to it. Rains, even hurricanes, the, you know, New Yorkers are getting used to those. But the idea that the city can so quickly flood out of control is pretty scary. Tom, are you a U2 fan? Well, I quite like U2. I think I liked them more when Bono appeared in The Simpsons and endorsed <laughs> Homer Simpson for Sanitation Commissioner. Okay, okay, well, I have to say, I'm not personally a massive fan, so I, I wouldn't normally even think about paying, you know, hundreds of pounds that gig tickets cost these days to go and see them. But last night, they played the first ever gig at The Sphere in Las Vegas. Now, we should say what this is. This is a $2.3 billion dome built at the heart of the desert city, 90 metres high, capacity for 18,000 people, 
a massive, truly massive digital screen on the outside and a huge LED screen that covers almost the whole curving space inside. Yes, it's not often that I gasp aloud at my desk when I'm editing an article, but I have to say when I saw the photographs and videos from last night, I was really blown away by it. And our chief rock and pop critic, Will Hodgkinson, was actually there last night and he's written a review of the concert, which is up on the website now, and he's given his take on what it feels to be like inside that incredible space. And talking Rebecca, of putting yourself in the moment, a Times digital subscription will give you access to a really fun piece from our chief sports writer, Owen Slot, on what it was like to be in the crowd on the first day of the Ryder Cup golf. From Statue of Liberty fancy dress to Rory McIlroy songs, you'll feel like you were there. Without, of course, the crushing disappointments if you're rooting for Team United States. Sorry. walks into a bar in Germany. It is not the start of a joke, but the start of a very unusual report from our Berlin correspondent Oliver Moody on the website today. Yes, Oliver's reported on a 200-year-old obsession in Germany with cowboys and Native Americans and the American Wild West. He told us how he first came across this curious phenomenon and what he's discovered it all means. I've kept stumbling upon Wild West-themed bars and restaurants that are crammed with quite a mad melange of totem poles and confederate flags and shrines to American Indian chiefs. There's been a cult of cowboys and Indians across Germany since the late 19th century, when about six million Germans had emigrated to America. But this was a bit different. It turns out that in communist East Germany, there was a whole movement of people who weren't just playing cowboys and Indians, they wanted to be cowboys and Indians. There was a wider pool of East Germans for whom the Wild West became a sort of outlet for their frustration with the drabness and constraints of life under socialism. And today, even though it's been more than 30 years since the end of communism, those strong feelings of yearning and nostalgia are still very much there. Before we go, quick question, Tom. Have you been to a job interview recently? Do you know that I don't? Am I getting the sack? (laughs) No, don't panic. I only ask because more first round interviews are happening online, not in person. And the first worry people usually have is, have I got the right background? Thanks for putting my mind at rest. Well, it turns out this is such a conundrum. Research has been done to establish which Zoom or Teams or Meet backdrops are the best backdrops, and crucially, the impact they have on the way an interviewer might perceive someone's face. On the next World in 10, the Times' science correspondent Rhys Blakely will explain just how experts work this out. Participants saw these different images. They saw different candidates, job candidates, sitting in front of them as if they're talking to them in a Zoom interview. Candidates could either be smiling or have a neutral expression on their face. And then the people who did the study were asked to rank how trustworthy and how competent they thought each candidate was. And what did they find? Ah, that would be telling, Rebecca. All will be revealed when The World in 10 returns tomorrow. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.